is a realtor in Simcoe County, and we are here at her beautiful home recording. Duh! Yeah! <laughs> so today's episode is going to not focus on buying a home, but we're going to talk a little bit about the real estate industry, uh, friendship, community, and some of the things that we've encountered being relatively new professionals in the real estate industry. So I'll let Caitlin introduce herself because I think that that's the easiest because (laughs) people always have a different view of themselves and I have of them. So go ahead, Caitlin, tell us what you do. All right. So my name's Caitlin. Uh, Like Brianna said, I'm a real estate agent here in Simcoe County. So I am, you know, out here helping everybody reach their real estate goals is what I like to say. Absolutely. Um, I love what I do. Going into real estate was one of the best things I ever um, decided. And what did you do, Caitlin, before real estate? Because I know we kind of have different stories, but parallel stories. So I'm really interested in specifically women who make career transitions to entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. because that's quite a risk. So can you let us know maybe... Three years ago, what was Caitlin doing? So three years ago, Caitlin was working in the hospital as a um, medical radiation technologist. So I did x-ray, CT. Um, I had a very, you know, stable job with a pension, (laughs) steady income, you know, what your parents tell you that you should do. Mm -hmm. And did you you Um, grow up wanting to be... I grew up, actually, when I was young, I always said I wanted to be a vet, and then for a long time, I wanted to be a doctor. When I went to university, actually, that was my goal, was to um, go to med school, and then after volunteering in the hospital and whatnot, I realized that um, it wasn't the life I wanted. It's a lot of, what's the word? A lot of time. Shift work. Yeah, and responsibility. That's what I'm looking yeah. for, being a doctor. Anyways, kibosh that, but I, for some reason, really, really wanted to be in healthcare. Um, and so, yeah, after uh, I finished my undergrad degree, I went back to school and did another degree in medical radiation. And then I started working in the hospital. (laughs) And how long did you end up working in the hospital for? I worked there. So I did one full year of my clinical unpaid placement and then three years of working. So I got hired on after my placement at the same hospital. And now... And now... Now I'm in real estate, working a, you know, unpredictable... Commission-based... Commission-based career with no pension. But are you happy? I am happy. I love that. That's amazing. So, okay, let's get into this a little bit and unpack a little bit of Mm -hmm. what made you change. So when did you kind of think about doing something different? After all this schooling, you've done your unpaid placement. Yeah. And now you're thinking, this is not for me. What what yeah. happened? So um, I feel like during my unpaid placement, I kind of thought to myself, like, I don't know if this is for me, but, you know, my parents were like, it's such a good job. Like, you know, that typical boomer mm-hmm. mentality. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're like, it's a great job. Like, it's, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I've already done a million years of school. Mm-hmm. 
might as well finish it. I'm so close. And, um, and I, I did like my job. Like I really did. My coworkers, they're amazing. It was very hard to leave them all there. Um, but, um, I think I like to be honest, COVID, the pandemic and being in a hospital, like really triggered a, um, a change in mindset and it, healthcare was bad before the pandemic and it got way, way, way worse. Yeah. It compounded the issue. I have a similar experience in education. It Mm -hmm. was, especially having had my children right before the pandemic it was like it was tough I was kind of trying to make it work but I was a French teacher and everybody told me it's a great job I have a pension Mm -hmm. everybody said I am so lucky to have this job that was the one thing when I was 22 Mm -hmm. came out of school and got my job everybody said you're so lucky yeah but I never felt lucky I know like I always felt I was I always talk about the metaphor of like the cogs in a clock. You know how they all move together? Mm -hmm. I was waiting for them to catch for 10 years. I was waiting for those cogs to catch and move so things would get easier. And it just never got easier. So my experience was the same in the pandemic. Yeah. uh, We decided to make a physical move. So it made it easier to change careers. But it was just like something has to give. And Mm -hmm. everything is kind of becoming overwhelming. And I needed a change. And then full out real estate so what pushed you then or what drew you to real estate what was it about that this industry that you really wanted to be a part of um I knew I I've always been passionate about helping people and I think that's probably why I went into healthcare but um I don't healthcare was never it was not rewarding and Mm -hmm. um like we've I've said it's broken and Mm -hmm. it's so so toxic and with the pandemic like they just want more healthcare is a business absolutely healthcare is all they don't care about the patients I'll say that right now Mm -hmm. they don't care it's all about money and Mm -hmm. how much money they can make and they just want you to do more 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 and they don't want to give you anything and the truest thing someone ever said to me was that if you died your job posting would be up faster than your obituary. And it's the truest statement. And um, yeah, uh, so I knew I wanted to help people. Um, My friend actually had just finished her real estate license and that kind of like, I never really considered real estate ever in my life. And that kind of just got me thinking and I liked how it was flexible. Um, There was no cap on how much you can make that part (laughs) yes that part healthcare you're capped right you Mm -hmm. hit your your max amount you don't get you don't make anymore it also every no one wants to hire you full-time everyone's part-time but you're working full-time hours Mm -hmm. because they don't want to give you benefits they don't want to give you paid sick leave so yeah and then um like i said yeah you're capped um there's nowhere to grow. It takes 15 years to get full-time at the hospital I'm at. People are there for 15 years before they get full-time. And even that, what does that mean? Nothing. There's like no seniority. Mm-hmm. It's And that's so, a story I've heard. I mean, I have many friends who are nurses mm-hmm. too. Same story. They don't want to... And teachers too. Anything yeah. publicly funded. They don't want to have us no. full-time because... So I think that it's interesting to note here that... 
that lucky position that all of the yes boomers were talking about, those don't exist anymore. No. So my teaching position, Mm -hmm. making 100K, that 100K, A, does not go as far as it did in the 90s. B, I'm doing a lot more for that amount of money. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important to note that these are female-dominated industries Mm -hmm. and they're not following the times. No. So that's like that's discouraging, and that's my a, fifty cent raise each year is not helping. Right, and this <laughs> is not in any way. I want all of the listeners to understand this is not in any way to put down those two industries no. or the people who are working there because they're we love them. <laughs> they are still our friends, and like it just wasn't a great fit for us. So mm-hmm. that aside, mm-hmm. what was the next step then? The next step. So um, I wanted a profession that, like I like I said, I could grow. I wasn't capped. I wanted to be able to build each year and like build my business essentially. And real estate just gives you so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, I always loved houses and looking at houses. Absolutely. So had you folks already bought your place, yes. your first home when this started? We bought our first home like years before I even got into real estate. So you'd gone through the process. Yes. Amazing. And, and I knew nothing. I look back <laughs> now and I knew nothing. <laughs> but you had great professionals with you who helped you, yeah? Uh, we didn't use a real estate agent. <gasps> I know. Everybody, shut I know. Close your ears. Because <laughs> we bought a new build. <laughs> so we walked into the office yeah. and we just bought a place. Yeah. I know. Which is crazy to think. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So tell me... So we both have partners. Mm-hmm. Tell me what your partner said when you said, "Guess what, babe? We're I'm making a change. I'm quitting my job." Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he was, He has always been very supportive. Yeah. Um, and honest, like he knew how unhappy I was mm-hmm. at the hospital. Um, I was suffering from a lot of mental health. Um, it was just not feasible anymore. Mm-hmm. Like. So he knew, and he was extremely supportive. Was he scared? Yes. (laughs) He's like, oh, you're going to this job where, you know, yeah, you're not getting, you're not getting paid regularly. (laughs) But he didn't say much. Like, he was very supportive. Mm -hmm. He did tell me afterwards how scared he was, but... We love a scared but supportive man. (laughs) We do. (laughs) That's good. Um, But I, you know, within being in a month, into real estate I closed my first deal and I think no that, big deal no big deal <laughs> um I think after things it started rolling it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. he was he's he was very he's happy now <laughs> he was always happy but he yeah yeah he's like yeah he's like I always thought you could do it but you definitely could do mm-hmm. it, you know? <laughs> I think we have the same experience, but I think, like, as the person changing careers, mm-hmm. once you get kind of the gusto to say, okay, this is what I want to do, or, mm-hmm. or if you're like me, hey, Kev, have you ever thought about mortgages? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you dip your toe into the water, like, you've already thought. It's already been in your mind. You've already kind of made the plan so I think that yeah when I came to my mm-hmm. husband Kevin he took a deep breath and yeah. he kind of thought about all that could go wrong but also he saw 
that there yeah. was, I just had no more to give for yeah. my previous career exactly. and that a change was kind of, it, it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that it took a little bit longer for him to be like, okay, this is a great <laughs> thing because he, he, now he's seeing kind of the hustle, yeah. right? So he, he's excited for me mm-hmm. and, and proud of me and was, has always been supportive. But mm-hmm. I think it, we would not be doing our listeners a service if mm-hmm. we said that we just jumped into these beautiful careers and there was no pushback. Oh, yeah. Because I know from my partner, yeah, he was super supportive, but also scared. But then from the wider, my wider community, I got some pushback. Same. So I, I personally had these feelings of... I was scared to leave my career oh, yeah. because we all know about the teacher's pension and we all know about the benefits mm-hmm. and all these things. And I had some colleagues say to me, like, you're crazy. Uh, same. You have the golden <laughs> ticket. You're a French teacher. You could go anywhere and teach yeah. French. But I can go anywhere and do mortgages. I yeah. can go anywhere and help people buy homes. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of seemed like a silly argument to me. Um, and what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out and you go... That's Back the thing. if you need to. That's the thing. And also, like, we're coming from a privileged position where mm-hmm. for some people it's much no. more difficult to make that change, but it was the right thing for me. And, yeah, I was I had not anticipated getting those reactions from some people in my circle. Did you get any negativity? I did. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, not understanding, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how did you deal with that? I said, well... It's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's done is done. Absolutely. Uh, so, but, yeah. You changed careers mm-hmm. and then you set out to get your license and find a brokerage. How mm-hmm. was that process for you? Um, it was good. It's it's interesting finding a real estate brokerage. It's not like finding a normal job. You're more interviewing the brokerages mm-hmm. for the most part. I had some very in-depth interviews with some brokerages. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you're interviewing them because a lot of brokerages will take on anyone because they want your money. <laughs> you yeah. have to pay a fee to them and whatnot. So it's super important. You know, you ask questions, you make sure you're going to be a good fit because real estate is very expensive. Like you have to pay a lot to work. Yeah, fees and absolutely. So it's expensive. So yeah, just interviewing all of them. Some will offer to pay for your fees and whatnot. So everyone everyone offers something a little different. Mm -hmm. Well, from my experience, like kind of get what you pay for. If you're giving a kind of commission, you it's obviously you have to do your own due diligence. Mm -hmm. But typically, then you're getting more education. Mm -hmm. Um, If your desk fees are high, you have to make sure that it's balanced with what Mm -hmm. you're getting, but you may be getting more. So yeah, it's just what the good fit is for you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So then you landed at Crips Realty. Yes. uh, Which we love. Mm -hmm. And then, so what did your first kind of year in business, did you have any like roadblocks that were hard to overcome? Yeah. (laughs) All the time. Tell us, tell us, tell us. I mean, it's a very, um, like, even though you're on a team and you have guidance, it still is a very independent business. And it's a lot of learning. And it's hard. It's way harder than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, It's a lot of people not being nice. (laughs) 
(laughs) That's what I'll say. (laughs) I mean, like, you could show someone, like, 50 houses, and then they're like, I'm going to go and use my friend who just got their license. And you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. I just drove around and all this time for... And you don't get paid until you close a property, so... And that's the thing. That's what some people don't realize. And mm-hmm. closing a property could take... You could have a 90-day closing. So mm-hmm. you could not see your first paycheck. I know for me, it was quite a while until you start yeah. getting paid. And that's, that's like, tough on mm-hmm. your mindset. So then my yes. next question to you, what do you find was the toughest thing to navigate? Like, <clears> learning <throat> about the real estate and kind of the logistics or you're mastering your mindset? Because I know that we both have mm-hmm. kind of a shared shared history in dealing with our mental health Mm -hmm. and for me that was a huge piece that I needed to kind of get over before I could start my entrepreneurship journey and I'm very glad that I took the time to Mm -hmm. do that so tell me which one did you not struggle with which one was the most difficult for you definitely mindset Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so are there things that you've put in place as part of your business or your routine that have helped that um, I definitely, I like to journal mm-hmm. and meditate and I, I have realized that it's okay to just take a step back and like take time for myself, especially in this business where you're always on, you're always on your phone, you're always, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and just trying to like rewire your mindset and your brain when those thoughts start to come of like, it's a lot there's like so many times I was like I'm quitting that's it I can't do this I don't know when I'm getting paid next that's it I'm done Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean but it's hard to not be so hard on yourself and to stop putting yourself down and be like no I'm gonna keep going this is this is just the journey and Mm -hmm. it's it is real estate is a marathon not a sprint right like you take it takes a lot of people years to build their business and like anything it takes people years to build any business and that's just definitely changing my mindset and it's hard that's harder said than done I still struggle with you know I still want to quit sometimes but um you just got to keep going and try and talk to people Mm-hmm. Once you open up to and realize you're not like the only person feeling like this, it's and you have been yeah. huge for that. Yeah, for me because <laughs> it's like you have to find your people, like in mm-hmm. any industry, right? You you need to build a community. Mm-hmm. And for me, being new to the area, it was hard for me at first mm-hmm. to kind of find people. So I'll maybe share a bit of our story about yeah. how we connected. Um, I'm. Instagram is my thing. I love Instagram. I think it's a great way to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I try very hard to show up authentically online. And I'm really attracted to that in other people. Mm -hmm. So when I see other people online in video or who, who, even people who may seem a little uncomfortable, like I get it. Like (laughs) you're my people. I get it. So I, not that you were uncomfortable online, but I saw you online and I added you on Instagram Mm -hmm. and started looking at the things that you were posting, commenting and uh, chatting a little bit in Mm -hmm. the DMs. And then eventually you were my first like, okay, three, two, one, want to have coffee? Yes! (laughs) 
um, and you said yes. Yeah. And it was great. And it we met great. in Barrie. And as soon as I met you, I felt like a kinship and I felt yes. connected to you. And I remember when we left, I said, can I hug you? Yes. Like, I know this is weird, but can I give you a hug? <laughs> But I feel like when you find people that you click with, it's just, it makes everything easier. Oh, 100%. And I would say that I have relationships with some people I work with that are business relationships and some, and I have friends, And then, but I think that we're both. And it's been really cool to kind of develop that because mm -hmm. we have such different roles, mm -hmm. but they come together. Oh, yeah. And actually, a, one transaction that we worked on together mm -hmm. that really just kind of changed it changed a lot for me it was my first female homeowner single female homeowner um, I thought of starting this podcast as I was working with her and she's incredible <laughs> and and I worked on the deal with you mm -hmm. and it was just such a it was probably the first transaction that I worked on that I thought okay this like lights me up. Yes. I want to do this all day every right? day and since then, have been working so, so hard, but it doesn't feel like work. Like, I put my kids down, mm -hmm. and then I work. But I don't feel like no. I'm hustling. I feel like it's filling me up. And that's 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 so important. And that's what you need. Yeah. Like, I never got that feeling in my last career. I've, I've felt more... Thing, it's been so much more rewarding than I've ever experienced. Absolutely. And I mean, I worked with children, and I love mm -hmm. kids. And I would have moments of that feeling, but it just feels honestly like you have more control and more power mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur to move the machine. Yes. Like I know I'm a hustler. I'll get mm -hmm. it done. Mm -hmm. So like that big dream, it, it just doesn't seem as big. It seems more attainable. Mm -hmm. And then working with people who are kind of of the same mindset and working towards the same yes. thing. It's so rewarding. So rewarding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, tell me about how you've built your community in real estate or how do you connect with other people in the business? Honestly, like social media is huge, as mm -hmm. I'm sure you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and just being nice. Like, right? I The amount of times like I've had other agents just be so rude to me when I'm just <laughs> like trying to... We're all just out here trying to do the same thing. Like, yeah. Um, being nice and like... <clears throat> like forming relationships with those because you work with those people mm -hmm. and you're like you're just trying to get a deal done and um I think like key like there's no need to be rude to each other like let's just all be nice so and that also builds your network network too right because I've had agents who I've done deals with and they're like oh my god like that was so lovely working with you like if I know anyone who wants to buy in your area I'm gonna refer you like you know what I mean and then that builds your network mm -hmm. so don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a difference in looking for opportunities and hunting. I'm not a hunter. Mm -hmm. And if you want to work for a mortgage agent who's a hunter, don't. I'm not it. I'm mm -hmm. a nurturer. Mm -hmm. I nurture relationships. I am very open to opportunity and that's really worked out for me and in like relationships with other mortgage agents mm -hmm. relationships with real estate agents like Caitlin's not the only real estate agent I work mm -hmm. with because that would just be unwise that yeah. would be a bad <laughs> business decision exactly. so I want it's funny something that came up what early when we started working together Caitlin sends me a text and she goes <laughs> Brie I want you to know that I'm doing an open house with another mortgage broker <laughs> 
And I said, yeah, girl, because I have kids. I can't be there. But also, it's so funny because, of course, both Caitlin and I know that we both work with different real estate professionals. And I think it's important to mention, too, on the podcast that if you're working with professionals who are of the mind that community over competition, Mm -hmm. then it makes us all better. Yeah. Because Caitlin's not the real estate agent for everybody. No. And I'm not the mortgage agent for everybody. And I trust that a real estate agent will refer me to the people who they think I will connect Mm -hmm. with. And really as a professional and as somebody who's building their business in a way that feels safe and comfortable and exciting, I want to only work with people who Mm -hmm. want to work with me. Yeah. Right? Same. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, when you refer to a mortgage agent... How does that, what does that look like in your business? So I usually will give more than one mortgage broker to my clients and I kind of will tell them about each Mm -hmm. and I'll link their, you know, their, their phone number, their company and whatnot, because I think it's super important for them to also do their research and that way they don't feel pressured. Like, Oh, I have to use this one that she like sent me. Do you know what I mean? It, It leaves it open for opportunity for them to find someone who fits best for them mm-hmm. as because well. at the end of the day I would love for my realtor friend to get a commission for my mortgage agent friend to get a commission mm-hmm. but really what we're in the business for and you and I and this is why we're so aligned mm-hmm. is to get people in houses yeah or to make better financial decisions in yes. my case like it's not for the commission no and I think that if you dial it back to why you're in the business then sharing and building everybody up Mm -hmm. at the same time it becomes less of an ick and more of a goal yeah and I think that we're both on the same page and yeah that's why I really like working with realtors like you because it's like no sweat that's not your deal you'll get another one exactly and I that's not why I went into real estate was because of the commission it was because it's just like so many there's so many other great Benefits and like the relationships I've been able to form from this job are unbelievable. Like Absolutely, it's, it's crazy. And those who are in the business for the commission this year has been a very tough year mm-hmm. on those people. And we should mention that both you and I entered the business <laughs> when interest rates started to go up. So <laughs> things have been, this is not the market that we saw during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's a large influx of realtors and mortgage agents and all these things that I think have now come to the point where, oh my gosh, this is not as easy as I thought it would be. No. It's not just like open the floodgates. Yeah. It's like, I have to go and get business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the people who are left are probably the people who are here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have one more question <laughs> for you before we finish up. Um, if you had any advice for someone, and I'll, I'll also add mine, if you had any advice for somebody looking to switch careers or somebody who is feeling stuck in their career mm-hmm. and overwhelmed, what would you say? Just do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the best piece of advice that I ever got um, from one of the doctors actually at the hospital when I was working was that it is okay to have more than one career. And we're so ingrained with this thing that like you have to go to school, you have to get a career, you have to work that career for your entire life. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) Like, 
do a million things. And he said, like, it's okay. I always tell my kids, like, you can have more than one career. And it's so scary, especially if you're like myself, who did um, a million years of school, came out with a billion dollars of debt, just paid off your debt to then be like, well, I'm going to go do something else that has nothing to do with all the school I just did. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's so hard. And it's scary. Um, but worth it. And your happiness, life is too short. Your happiness, your mental health is way more important than than sitting in a career unhappy your whole life. I completely agree. Because mm-hmm. I was looking down the barrel of a, yeah. <laughs> another 20, 30 years in the career. And I, I couldn't thought, do it. Ha- I was, like, there's I'm no way. Be, well, I just thought of my family. I'm yeah. like, they're going to be miserable because I'm going to be yeah. miserable. Every, everybody around will be miserable. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely. That's great advice. I and think. Yeah. Money have, is not everything. Stability <sighs> is not everything. Yeah. I would get a minimum wage job somewhere that made me unbelievably happy then go back to the hospital full-time. If I would add to that, mm-hmm. um, truly, I think that regardless of whether somebody's saying you're lucky, if you don't feel lucky, you're not. No. Because I think it's important to be aligned mm-hmm. with who you are. And personally, I jumped into my teaching career so quickly that I had no time to breathe. Mm -hmm. I look at my friends who traveled and who did all these things out of, because they didn't have jobs right Mm -hmm. away. So they took advantage of that time when they were younger. And I really feel like I'm going through that kind of self-discovery now because I was just so focused on teaching and then having children. And now I have, well, no more time, but I have definitely the space to build something that yeah. feels really authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's where... And that's so important. Yeah, that's where mortgages came in because I just saw such an opportunity to create a business that works the way I want it to and to also help people. So mm-hmm. I think really, regardless of what you're hearing from other people, if you're not feeling happy and lucky and you're not feeling all these wonderful things that everybody's mm-hmm. telling you to feel, then you got to make a change. Yeah. you got to listen to yourself. And it's hard, but worth it but worth it and even i'm sure you know and if you're that unhappy at your job everybody at your job and your work is is suffering too oh yeah like (laughs) i feel like i was not my best self at work when i was at the hospital no like it was no many a tear was shed behind a (laughs) behind a door with a co-worker and yeah really that's not it's not the place and yeah. you want to just come whole and yeah. your best self and yeah I cried I cried for months on end um every single day when I drove to work yeah me too yeah and I would I had a playlist called pump up playlist just oh to my get God. myself into the parking lot yeah yeah and now I just have a pump up playlist to, to go be, and like yeah. yeah just like that's not good right? I was having panic attacks every time I put that mask on in the hospital yeah. instant panic attack right like, no, no, no. And now you walk into open house, you're like, look at these beautiful ceilings, and this is wonderful. And yeah, there's, and there's a lightness to you too that I didn't know you before, but you're just, you have like a joie de vivre, and th- that would be so sad if that was gone, if that l- light was dimmed, right? 
So, if your light is being dimmed, you need to get out. Yeah, get the hell out. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> I mean, we're not getting, we're not saying that you should all change your careers. No. If you're happy, stay, stay where you and are. And it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes. <laughs> it's very, very hard. But if you do have questions about a career change, whether it be in real estate or to another field, please feel free to reach out yeah. to Caitlin or I. I'm going to leave all of her information in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for coming. Yeah, this was amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. And folks, this has been Homeowner AF. I hope you enjoyed this different uh, episode. And I will see you next week. Cheers.